I'm Will Hedrick. And I'm Jordan Schaffer. And this is Dog Years and Timestamps, a book club podcast. The manliest Lord of the Rings podcast ever. Yeah. If anybody follows the Instagram, they'll have seen that Jordan changed his tire and earlier. Will and I changed my tire. I helped minimally. There's only so many things that two people can do when changing a tire, though, I guess. Yes, but we both got dirty and did all the man stuff, so <laughs> it was super cool. And yeah, it's good that it went flat near enough to the house that you could just kind of make it work. Yeah, that was to being super like on fortunate. 35 or something fucking stupid. Yeah, the last time I got a flat tire was right off the highway. It was super annoying and really unsafe. It ended up getting to the point where a police officer came up behind me mm-hmm. and was like, he like had his lights on. And he was like, hey, is everything okay? And I was like, oh, I'm kind of stressing out. <laughs> I can't really get this tire. And he's like, all right, well, here, uh, why don't you like just pull up all the way in the grass? And so like I pulled all the way off the side of the road. He pulled all the way behind me. And then he like got his jack out mm-hmm. and helped me change my tires. This super nice, nice police officer. Yeah. We've got that hero service here in Austin as well. Really? You, I mean, you've almost certainly seen the, the vehicles. They're always like trucks and SUVs that have like in big words hero on there. And there's a number that you can call and they just help people like on the road when they need assistance. I see them all the time on Mopac and 35. Really? Yeah. I must've thought that it was like an ad just, but I mean, obviously it's an (laughs) advertisement for the service, but I don't know if I I haven't bothered looking into it. I don't know if it's, I kind of thought it was like a pop up on the road paid for public service or Mm. what it is. I have no idea. I haven't bothered looking into it. I haven't ever needed to, but in any case, yeah, we, so we got that done, and now we're finishing Return of the King. Yeah, we, Lord we of the held back all the Lord of the Rings talk. I tried about three or four times, and we didn't go deep at all. So <laughs> don't worry, guys. This is all fresh combo. Fresh combo. Yeah, because so some awesome stuff to, happened. You reread or re-listened to the first half. Yeah, I listened to everything this time. I you did not like take you didn't it. Really get a good swing at it the first go around. Yeah, I definitely didn't do it justice, and I felt like kind of like a like a loser when I left the podcast. Honestly, I was like really mad. Not mad. I was just like disappointed in myself. I was like, man, you literally did the you did the bare minimum. You like literally were physically there listening to the words, and mm-hmm. you got through them. But it was like you weren't. You weren't taking it in, and this is an awesome story. And then re-listening to it, I took a ton of notes, and I realized not only am I still just getting confused, I think, (laughs) but um, I mean, uh, I saw my first note and I lost my train of thought because I, I, oh, I I remember. It's And also like the action scenes, like when I'm working, and that's typically when I'm listening, unfortunately, just because most of the time I'm not really having to think too mm-hmm. hard when I like it's it's thinking for a split second because I'm reading another name, so maybe I'll miss a name in the book. But most of the time, it's like kind of autopilot. I can kind of just do it and I can listen. Mm-hmm. And and just the last time I was listening to the first section, it was, I mean, there was even this time like the action. I remember there being a lot of action, but I remember mostly just like the badass scenes right before the action (laughs) and then like i honestly don't remember much action and then i kind of remember everyone telling the story sort of in like this uh uh, the witcher style you know like (laughs) how it's like i'll tell you a story of what happened but you know that i survived yeah Yeah. and i mean because that's that's how we got some of the inner details about like when aragorn and everyone was going down into the the pits the pits. I don't even remember what it's called, but like the dungeon of like the in, into where like the all the souls of um, Rohan were all the Dunedain souls weren't they all Dunedain oh, souls? No, they oh. were. Um, but they were 
uh, you know, ghosts of men, but just not any, you know, it's a specific kind of like, you know, race of men that lived in the mountains. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. There is like a whole <clears throat> army of Dunedain that fights. It's, well, it's, it's like 30 people but yeah they do uh, they do meet with uh, aragorn and everybody as they're leaving isengard having gone to check up on you know what happened and it's a bunch of like level 60s going into merc some like right yeah <laughs> given you know who Act they one. are you, you know where you know you can it's a, it's a relatively safe assumption that they're worth you know many more men uh, yeah. even in their limited numbers um, because and, they're doing a dime but. And uh, Faramir is not Dunedain. He's just like of the old, uh, like of yeah. the first men, right? Of, like the first. They're like oddly ambiguous about it. They, the <laughs> like he, he doesn't get the. He's like Blade. He doesn't get the perks or right. like <laughs> the way that like the like the Dunedain blood kind of goes through, you know, generations seems to kind of be like. It's it's stronger in this one than it is in that one, and blah blah blah. Uh, and okay, they make okay. it seem like it's a little bit stronger in him than it was in his brother. Um, like it's it's really strong in their father Denethor, mm-hmm. and, and that's part of like why Denethor was you know strong enough to really uh, you know utilize the Palantir um, for to any degree, and not just being mm-hmm. totally broken like other people might have been whenever trying to they were trying to you know deal with Sauron through the Palantir. Yeah, man, um, how hard is that gotta be? Yeah, probably like impossible. <laughs> but the um, but but and so like they they describe Faramir as you know having a little bit more of that in him. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, the stewards are um, the, the blood of Western Ness is not as strong in them just because they didn't all like uh, they didn't keep it in the family as much as like the actual like um, Numenorians did. Okay, they, they kind of mingled with other peoples of middle earth fell in love more red, a little bit more readily and, you know it but it is still also kind of ambiguous they don't really there don't really even seem like, to be that many like people living on this continent right like i assume that we're on a planet and that like we're just kind of on a singular continent yeah right? yeah I mean, and we're not even we don't even see the uh, entire breadth of the, that continent right um the uh if you look at the the map that's behind you the, the, that's a yeah. It's a little inaccurate, inaccurate in some places, but the I mean the general shape of what we're looking at is you know more or less right, and so you can see that it goes far down south and far out east and up north as well. Uh, but everything that we have read in all of the books deal well, not all of the books, but all the books that we have read for this show, Hobbit and the trilogy, all takes place in that little spat. If the Silmarillion has any parts about the sea. And like the crazy monsters that are probably there because, can, I mean, look at what we're dealing with on land. <laughs> so I can only imagine how wild and silly it got There's a couple of stories where people do, you know, some sailing, but I don't remember there being any like, and then a kraken showed up or anything. But it's been a long time since I've read. So okay, uh, well. there's a possibility that I'm forgetting something. I mean, there's like... Whenever uh, Arendil, you know, sails over to the west to petition for support against Morgoth, he does get caught up in a storm or something like that. But that's all I remember. I don't remember there being any like a uh, you know monsters that he has to contend with. But I could be misremembering. He that. crossed the sea. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah, he sails over to Valinor, uh, and uh, we deal with Valinor. Mm-hmm. Well, in and this we don't section. we don't deal with Valinor, but they do talk about Valinor. Oh, okay. Um, and then ultimately, that's where everybody sails to at the end. Right. Okay. 
just because they're the all old. Lands but that's heaven the over there. So we had to go well, sail to heaven to make a pact. I mean, it, it's not. We're sorry for using demons in the way. <laughs> it, it's not heaven in the way that like we would interpret heaven, where it's spiritual and not of earth. It's a physical place west over the sea. So. But it is where everybody goes to retire. <laughs> I think Tolkien was kind of depressed writing the last section of this book. I don't know if you got that vibe at all. But like, mm. he he was very like, he was constantly bringing up in all of like the most respected characters, like, this is the end or the last time the fellowship will be together. I was just like, come on, guy. Like, I get it. But quit, <laughs> quit being so negative. Like, just appreciate the time that he wrote it in the book. Everyone's going to sing songs about it forever. Like, think about the good times. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like such a, like a downer when, like, they saved the world. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. Like, I guess, who am I to judge? It's like a masterpiece. But, like, I got this vibe that he was kind of sad ending his tale. I mean, I'm sure that's natural, too. But it was just, it was very real, too. It wasn't just the characters realizing it was the last time they were going to be a part of this fellowship and that like the last time they were ever going to see Gandalf. Yeah. That was like the last time Gandalf was going to even like walk on that freaking earth. He was like, I, I think I wrote it down in my notes, but it was like, uh, my age was the third age or whatever. And he didn't say, yeah. or, he didn't say or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. But he, or, but or he, whatever. Yeah, he didn't go West with everybody that went West at, on that ship. Yeah. Uh, which oh, he was, didn't. No, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was, okay, I was okay, yeah, he sorry. he leaves. Um. So yeah, they're not going to see or you know the people that we know that stay like Mary and Pippin and Sam. Yeah, I mean Gandalf did it, I guess, Gandalf in a kind of kind of cool way because he was like Aragorn, you have to take over, and he did it in like such a Goku way too. He was like, I can't be here to protect you anymore. You have to take care of things while right, I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I wrote in my notes too. I remember writing it down. It's like flashing back, but. I remember reading that or listening to it and just thinking like, oh, he's coming back. <laughs> like if I was writing a book, he'd come back. I don't think, I mean. Oh, and they brought up Bombadil There are examples of people making it back from the West for various purposes in the Silmarillion, but I think as a general rule, you can't come back. Um, like Mars. The, yeah, like Mars. <laughs> it's just so far that it would be literally impossible. No, I... um. Yeah, they they mentioned Bombadil again. I can't remember why it is that Gandalf goes to talk to him. They yeah. don't mention it in this series. It, it he ha well, I mean, Gandalf says some further tales. Well, he but. says he. I mean, they obviously don't go into the talk. But what I remember him saying was that uh, he was going to have like an ex like an extremely long yeah. talk with him, just yeah. like about. Because, like, Bombadil was going to be there for the rest of time, you know. So well, he yeah, didn't I think say he, anything about. It. He just said, "I'm going to go have a talk with Bombadil." Uh, like you know Probably. as long as any talk that i've had or something like yeah. that i mean in classic vague gandalf fashion like he doesn't provide any details about yeah. anything you know that's going to be some like poetic number of days and nights right. <laughs> that they spoke and 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 uh then but it couldn't have even fast. been terribly long well i guess it was i mean who knows because they that's whenever they then go to the shire they deal with saruman again and then and then it's like maybe another six months and then they leave, something like that. I can't remember. I mean, it gives us the dates, but I they didn't pay super close attention to the dates. So I guess Gandalf could have talked to him for six months, <laughs> which would be a long talk. <laughs> One of the longest. So the hobbits are not Entwives, right? That's not like a fan theory. I mean, maybe someone's come up with that, but I... Because, I mean, they could have... 
evolved. I mean, Sam, it, just well, at the it, very even end. T- like, we know that the hobbits are around, like, in the first and second age. Like, there no, okay. are no, examples okay. of them. So it just it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And that's like, Saruman cursed them into little people. But then there were already hobbits, so why would he? <sighs> okay. So that won't work. It just came to me in a flash. I was like, they because at the very end, I'm thinking a lot about the end now, too. Just like all the characters <laughs> and Tolkien. But uh, Sam was like sewing a little bit of Mirkwood oh, soil. Oh, the, the Lothlorien stuff. soil. I knew that was wrong when I said Mirkwood. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was like sewing like, like a, I think like a grain. He was like a grain in every single thing that he And then they like planted, flourished yeah. and the mm-hmm. trees were blooming. And maybe maybe Pippin and stuff was hope. Mary and Pippin were hoping like that would in, maybe help him find the Antwives or whatever. But like. I doubt they go looking, right? I probably not. I mean, they'd probably keep an eye out, like they told him they would. But yeah, if if they can't find what they've already, what someone else has already looked for over the course of you know hundreds of years, well, I mean, I don't know where they're gonna look. That's new, you know. <laughs> you really think the ants looked that hard? I mean, they say that they do. They can't <laughs> even remember what they looked like. They could have been hobbits the whole time, <laughs> for all we know. They don't even remember what they looked like. Right. <laughs> it, it just it, it felt a lot like what they were describing the wives being, you know, more, not even necessarily trees, but like, I imagined it more like nymphs, you know, like forest nymphs that were going around and sewing. Like, I literally, when they, I was hearing the description the first time, I'm sure it was probably just my imagination getting ahead of myself, but like... You know, in like Greek mythology, like with uh, in like the Hercules movie where mm-hmm. uh, Philoctetes is is like perving out on those those like forest nymphs and stuff, and how they yeah. all turned into bushes and stuff. Mm-hmm. That that's kind of like what I imagined, but like it's certainly possible. I mean, there and then things what if, what of if, that nature do exist in this universe, though. When did they separate they them and wives and men? Do you remember? Wait, I'm sorry. What? When did the when did the ant wives leave the man the ant men? The, um, in the first age, they uh, and if the hobbits have been around since an the second to that, age, but I don't know what it is. If the hobbits uh, have only been around since the second age, no, the hobbits have been around longer than that. You said second age first time. I said I'm first gonna, and second. You might have. <laughs> <laughs> I could have sworn you only said second. I was like, I'm gonna use first will, like how uh, you're supposed to. You go off your initial answer in a test. <laughs> right. Yeah. The um, no, I just but, really want my crazy fan theory to be accurate, and I'm sure it's not. There are beings that are like the nymphs and sprites that pop up in greek mythology that exist in this universe though that, that happens um, in the hobbit right no we really? don't see any of them oh i thought that happened um there's what they're called is myar and they don't get mentioned in the trilogy at all really? um they're like underneath the valar which are underneath the one and they um like the balrog is a corrupted myar um and, and so they're like spirits of that nature. They're underlings of the Valar that, you know, that they, they use to assist in the creating of things and they, you know, overlook stuff. I think that, uh, what's her name? Tom Bombadil's wife. Hot Bombadil. Hot Bombadil. <laughs> it was like, um, Hot Bombadil. There you go. There it is. It's a, uh, fuck, what was her name? It, it was, was like Golden Wine or something like that. Yes, dude. Um, she, I think that she might be a Maiar. Uh, and there might be an actual answer to that somewhere out there, but uh, for what I can remember, I don't have a definitive answer, but I think that she is. 
Oh. <clears throat> I get it. I got it, dude. So we're Mary and Pippin's kids. Cousins. You know, and we're like hanging out. Okay. We hear them talk about the the ants, and I'm obsessed. And you're like, okay, get over it. But then I'm like, hey, let's just go on the same path that they went to Rivendell. Mm-hmm. Stumble on Tom Bombadil because we know the songs from the story, right? Then ask him where they are. <laughs> <laughs> he probably wouldn't answer. He probably has some fucking reason about how that's not his place to do that or whatever. It's like, or that he just doesn't give a shit. (laughs) I don't want to tell you (laughs) why we're trying to reunite people. We don't need more children. Separated from the rest of the world, like it means next to nothing to him. He's seemingly he's got a prejudice against the ants. He's like, they just ruin my forest all the time. I can never tell what they're doing. I have no control (laughs) over them. (laughs) I'm the master. Yeah. All right, let me hit you with an with okay. Literally, my first note, and this is when I was saying like I was still pretty solidly sure that I'm like kind of confused while I'm reading, mm. because I couldn't remember if it was Pippin or Mary that pledged to uh, Theoden. But now I'm pretty positive it's Mary that pledges to Theoden, and then Pippin that pledges to the Denethor. Uh, who pledges to the army? Like and fights, like well, they both well then effectively who's, enlist. Who's for their individual. Who's Denethor then? Denethor is the steward of Gondor, Faramir and Boromir's father. And then who's the other guy I said? Theoden is the king of Rohan. Bor- Boromir's dad. Boromir's dad is Denethor. Yeah, that's what you just said. So wait, new character? How new is this guy? Just in this book? Denethor? Yeah. Why this is the first like... time that we meet him in person. Okay. But we hear about him prior to. Okay. Just because he's I think the steward I, of Gondor. I think I turned Denethor into um, Theoden. Oopsies. That makes a little more sense, though. Because uh, I was like, how do they both pledge fealty to these guys? And then, I don't know. And then it didn't make any sense. Okay. And so, oh, okay. It's all coming together now. But you had it right. Mary does pledge to Rohan, and Pippin pledges to. Gondor. Okay. Cool. Okay. Oh, I wrote down because uh, it was awesome, and it was "What do you fear, my lady?" A cage, and I was like, "Oh, it's super cool in the book." It yeah. was cool in the movie too, but I was like, "Yeah." For some reason, it's I was a little like, bit more concise roll. and poetic in the movie. Oh, it's uh, it's a little bit more drawn out in the book, which duh, is a book as opposed to a movie, right? But it's it's a little bit more poetic in the movie. Got to paint you a beautiful word picture, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> It also okay. happens at a totally different play, point. And I think that, that the conversation that happens in the movie that leads to that takes place over two different conversations at two different points in times in the book, I think. Um, they just shorten it to one interaction there in Medusald as they're getting ready to head out. Really? That was two times in the book that they said that? Well, the, that conversation that happens in the movie is just split in two across oh, in, okay, in okay. the book. It, she doesn't say the same thing twice, but the 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 conversation that's being held is is, is in two different conversations in the book, okay. and they're related. But because conversations don't have to like people don't talk in real life in the way that they talk in movies, right? Like nobody is that eloquent all the time and is is able to bring up like all the crazy points of plot that get brought up in a single conversation in a movie or like a TV series or anything like that. People don't talk like that. People also yeah. don't wait for each other to finish a whole statement and then come up with you know, and as brilliant and concise retort, you know, like people interrupt each other all the time and stuff like that. Yeah, It's a, so, you know. Yeah. And no, that, that, that's always, if I think about it too hard, I can't watch anything because it's just <laughs> like, 
It's like, nobody's that good all the time. These guys are freaking, I mean, right. then I'm just like, all right, it's just the highlights of their lives. We just, we don't get all the blooper reels. Yeah. But like, I love it in some shows, like Futurama, that joke that, like from, I think the first episode, how he like misses the, the detonate button or whatever, like the, oh the my launch God, button. Yeah, it's the <laughs> That's best. so funny every time. And it's Oops. still funny. Yeah. I still laugh <laughs> it about is, it all It's a time. perfect joke. Yeah. It's, it's a perfect visual gag. Well, and it was just like, it's a mistake, like something that didn't need to be there. Like it was right, a yeah. dumb joke for that purpose. Like it, it, it knew what it was like freaking right. left for dead. And it's not even like he hits it and it doesn't work. He just yeah. misses a button. <laughs> he misses, yeah. <laughs> or he doesn't even hit like the wrong button. It's, there's one button and he can't hit it. It's, and it almost so doesn't even matter fun. that it that it goes off at the right time either. Like right, they have yeah. this countdown and very clearly after he misses, it's like, oh, it doesn't matter Oops. that he hit it on the one. <laughs> it's a, such a great fucking joke. It yeah. is so good, dude. Yeah. Um, okay. Arod, Horse of Rohan. Is that right? Yes. Okay, thank God. I wrote the, I wrote the name down. I was like, I know. That's the I horse that Legolas and Gimli ride on together. <laughs> Cute. Um, I missed that. but uh, I always pronounce it Arod because if I Arod. say Arod, I think of the, the Alex same. Rodriguez, the baseball player. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Arod. Wait, how do you say it again? Arod. Arod. Yeah. Arod. Horse of Rohan was scared, and Legolas had to encourage him. Okay, that was that was when I think we were talking about it last week uh, when he was going into the house of. I really don't even remember what it's called when he goes into. Oh, the, and they go to the Pass of the Dead. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's that. It's that. Was well, one of the names? Like everything oh, in this okay. book, there's a million names because there's a million languages. Like the elves okay. have a name for it. The the, Ro, the Rohirrim have a name for it, That's... as well as the Men of Gondor have a name for it, and the dwarves have a name. Like it, there's so everybody is always. Anytime they talk about a place or a person even or a people, they're like, you know, he's also called this, but the elves refer to it in this way. And, it's, you know, he, because Tolkien was an English professor or a language professor oh, at yeah. a college and he's obsessed with language. And the, the only reason, not the only reason, but the main reason that this series exists is because it was uh, a way for him to exercise creating entire languages. Like he created two kinds of elvish, created dwarvish, created the the Numenorian language. He's created like five or six whole languages that you can actually learn. Hobbits don't have a language, right? Uh, they had their own language, but they just quickly adopted common because it was the easiest thing yeah. to do. Yeah, and they're lazy. Yeah, and they they get along with everybody. They're like, right. well, they're fine with the simplicity yeah, we'll of just knowing the common language. Okay, two questions. Mm-hmm. Real life, you and me were in charge of like we're fighting. Like this supercomputer that's like basically equivalent to Sauron. Okay, that's the right one, right? Yeah. Okay. The, and then yeah. we have we have the what's the crystal ball called? The Palantir. Thank you. We have the Palantir. Who out of you and me is has to do it? Because I doubt we could do it together. Not not. I just don't think that that's. Yeah, how I don't it, know. I just I, don't think that's how it works. I think I could does, maybe pull you out of it. Maybe if you if I saw. I don't you, know like, if anybody ever tries to do it in this universe. I mean, it doesn't happen in the books. Nobody ever tries to do like two oh, and one in the books. Dude. But you know, maybe somebody tries in like the mythos. We've been friends since first grade. That's true. We we do we could probably freaking tag team it. Probably. Yeah, man. Like the Infinity maybe. Gauntlet or whatever. And, it would certainly and the, be worth in, trying. In, in in Guardians of the Galaxy, did you see that one? I did. You know how they all like jump on the stone at the end and they like save each other by oh, the power yeah, of teamwork yeah, and, and friendship? That was... That'd be us on the freaking Palantir. There you go. Okay. Well, okay, but if, if it could only be one of us, who do you think it'd be? Because I think I'd probably trust you with it more. I don't know. I don't know Maybe. why. I think just because you'd be able... 
Well, especially if it was up against like a supercomputer brain, I'd be like, Will would be able to fucking knock this guy out. Or see I something know. I wouldn't. Maybe like you'd maybe I'd have to pull like a Sam and like you'd be like you'd be in like a coma for like two weeks and I'd be like, I have to run the Palantir while Will is out. And then and then, you know, I'd look at Gollum and I would understand him a little better. And I, <laughs> and I wouldn't sacrifice right. him. And uh and then yeah, you would know. ultimately have to I feel like I don't really know all that much about computers well i just i'm thinking like like as much mind as know, battle dude but, oh mind battle yeah, i don't know because i feel like if you and i played chess you would win i feel like you would i i don't know man we don't ever play competitive games that much are, are you we're not that competitive <laughs> are we i'm pretty competitive <laughs> okay I, maybe I really we just, i hate being competitive though. I that's hate that that's part what it is me. i just don't see that part so of I, me very I, often. I try okay. to suppress it I, I really hate the way that i get whenever i get yeah because when we do play like risk or something i never win you always just like this is the best strategy and you're going down you know? <laughs> and i'm like damn dude no mercy it's and been you're a right. long time since i've played risk but i do well, i've pl- only ever even lost risk like twice and and whenever it comes up i like get like way too proud about that and certainly if i'm playing i'm like you're i like, can't I have to win down. again yeah and like and one of those losses was a garbage loss anyway so i don't even count it but i did literally lose well also time. to be fair the game would last probably fucking twice as long sorry to just cuss about it but <laughs> no but literally <laughs> no, would last twice as I mark long the podcast as explicit so it's, it's not a problem yeah, don't don't stop sponsoring us, everybody. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, dude, it would. I feel like the game would go on twice as long if there was like all this dilly dally that I like to do. Like, oh, I'll show you mercy there, but then I'll come crush you later. It's like you're just like, no, I can crush you now, so you're going down. Like, I don't want to worry about it later. And uh, that's that's like Genghis Khan mentality. And and then you <laughs> and, and then you end the game, dude, which is good because the game would last eight hours. You're like, I don't want to play this for eight hours. And I also, my reputation, I can't handle the stress of it being on the line for eight hours. I need it to end in four. <laughs> and then you kill everyone. And you're uh, like, fuck yeah, I win. I've played Risk, but it's such a long stuff. I yeah. like to think that I can handle complicated stuff. And I, always, I can't always though. That's why me going in for two weeks, I'd be like, oh, did you see that one thing? And you'd be like, yeah, but it didn't matter. And I was like, well, actually, I got really distracted with it and it matters a little bit more than <laughs> and then it'd be like oh, okay together we solved it like it'd be the Perhaps. one it'd be the one thing that you would not think of oh dude i swear i freaking came up with something i was like i figured out a lord of the rings thing that nice. i'm gonna tell will and then the book told me i was wrong oh well, that's um, upsetting because it was uh oh literally my next note okay gimli was scared when they went into the halls of the dead Mm-hmm. And here was my here was my theory. I was like, I think that Legolas was only less afraid because he was able to distract himself with Aaron, the horse. You know, so he was like, I don't know, why I'm getting all quiet oh, and, mm-hmm. and like serious, but like that was my theory. I was like, he's just more chill about it because he had the horse. And then later, when yeah, when they come when out, they Legolas up, just like, I don't fear the ghost of men. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they mean nothing to me. Yeah, I'd missed that part. I only figured it out when he was telling the story to the gang later. Yeah. And he was like... I think he mentions it before they go in. Mm-hmm. He's like, I will go because I do not fear the death. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then whenever they're retelling it to Mary and Pippin when they're, you know, hanging out in the House of the Healing after the Battle of the Pelennor, the then Legolas reiterates, I was fine because it means nothing to me. Mm. <laughs> I am an elf and I don't care. I must be part dwarf, dude, because I don't trust everything he says. He's too old to for everything he <laughs> says to be straightforward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like he wouldn't tell me he was scared because that would make me scared. He's a freaking yeah. ultimate psychologist. He's a thousand years old. That's true. And the, I mean, and the way that 
you know, in, in the same way that elves are described in the extreme majority of mythoses, or however the plural of that is, you know, they they are masters of language because they've lived for a million years and they know how to speak very eloquently and they can, you know, speak you in riddles pretty easily, just like an Aragon. You know, they they but they I mean the reason that they speak that way is because they speak a language of truth or whatever. So they I do, have to, I do like they that. have to be able to manipulate it so that they can tell half truths and not kill themselves. Yeah. Um but it's the same idea, right? Like they're just overly articulate and they know how to manipulate language in a way that will, you know, leave you having to think about it. Uh, but they, I mean, they, they are this way in the Lord of the Rings as well. Uh, even like in one of the first few chapters, whenever Frodo and Sam are, uh, are heading out from Hobbiton to uh, Buckland. The first few chapters. They, I was uh, like, okay, sorry. Yeah. And I was they, still in Mordor. <laughs> and they are, um, they come across those elves uh-huh. Uh, oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the way to Crick Hollow and Buckland, and uh, Frodo asks Gildor for advice, and Gildor says something, and then Frodo says, "And they say about elves, do not ask them for advice, for they will say both yes and no." And it's because they just, just this is the way that they talk, you know. <laughs> They're non-committal, and they speak around, you know, they speak in circles. And, I don't want to be wrong, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> so I'm going to speak vaguely. <laughs> right. I'll give you both sides of the coin. The weather is always changing. Right. <laughs> there's a, a lion in Skyrim, the video game. Uh, there's a dragon that you sort of befriend. His name is Parthenax. Nice. And he says, you kind of get onto him at one point. You're like, hey, why don't you just fucking tell me yes or no about something? Okay. And then Parthenax, it's been a long time since I've played that part or even that game in general. But he says something like, oh, I apologize. The, the curse of great wisdom is often indecision. it's because you can see everything or you like you can you know see like what happens if i do it this way or that way and so then you're sort of like just continually thinking about it like well and you're you know continually seeing more as the more you think about it so you're never you know it becomes difficult to make a decision because no wonder they just don't care anymore like it's that as you were saying that and it just all clicked i was like no wonder they don't care no wonder the dragons are just like, I want to sit on my gold. I'm going to live forever. I don't really need to eat anything right. for like a 20, 30 years or however. Right. I did, like yeah. their lives don't make sense. They like mm-hmm. run off magic and they can, yeah, like, and they're like, it's always gold know, seems to fuel them like, right. <laughs> you know, the fires of their souls. But like, no wonder they don't care about the freaking toils of man. You know, it's just like, dude, I've seen this all a thousand times. Yeah. Like, well, it's not whatever unlike, I tell as we you, get older, the time goes by quicker, and it's because our frame of reference has lengthened. And so, to a, even a man that's ninety-eight years old, uh-huh. the how dramatic the things that are going to happen over the next ten years to that person is nothing to an elf that's lived for three thousand years. You know, yeah. that span a ten-year period of time out of a thousand years is what one percent. Right? Or is my math bad on that? No, Sorry. that's right. I had a I had a very controversial note I wanted to ask you after the show that I needed to write down. Okay. And so but like I, ten years to a three thousand year elf would be like point two five percent or something like that. Well, the, do, the math on that's bad. It, but dude. it would be like a like nothing, right? It's so it how means that literally say, nothing. Years? Like three thousand years. 3, ten of three thousand. But yeah, the the frame of reference is just like like so much can happen to us in ten years. Like where were we ten years ago? We were twenty years old. Yeah, we were probably both still in college. I don't know if I had dropped out the second time at that point, and but that seems like forever away to us, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like because it's been a third of our lives. 
Yeah. 33% of our life. So like our frame of reference is nothing. But then whenever, you know, if we're fortunate enough to make it to 65, 75, 85, we're going to think like, you know, the past 10 years were nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that frame of reference is ever evolving. And certainly to somebody that lives, you know, conceivably forever, like an elf. Dude, that's why it, the the concept of vampires and stuff was always so fascinating for me, just especially when you found like a cool world to like experience a vampire in. like they weren't necessarily bad, but they the same thing like they didn't mm-hmm. care because they were a lot of times the most a- appealing stories were ones that were only about like two or three hundred years old and then they'd have like their creator or whatever was like two thousand years old he's right, like right, basically yeah. friends with jesus <laughs> like <laughs> I'm, I'm referencing true blood i don't know why i'm beating around the bush but like oh that one was really I cool show, for, i mean the show was cool I forget for like three seasons yeah. it was just that it's fascinating when Especially when you can get somebody's creative mind wrapped around what they believe somebody that would not be bothered by the toils mm-hmm. of like man, you know, just them creating some, their version of this, this right, like, yeah. I don't even know, like, cause in my mind, I'm just, I, I keep trying to put all these like words onto this character and they're not, they're my version of this character, you know, like, and I'm sure I project a lot into them cause like uh, in uh, Dorian Gray. And then Dorian Gray was a fascinating book, you know, because that like, it's almost like they become psychopaths, but like, yeah, because they lose all their emotion and empathy. Maybe that's why it's fascinating to me, because it's like they're psychopaths, right? I haven't read that book, so I don't no, know. No, I'm just talking about like, wouldn't you think after being alive for long enough, you just would lose most of your emotion for everything, if not all of it? Well, probably, yeah, because you just become, I mean, for the same reason that Ugh. we become, you know, jaded or, God, what's the word that people use? Like, we're so used to mass shootings these days oh, because they happen all the fucking yeah, time yeah, now. Yeah. Or at least, you know, compared to, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. It's just... Conditioned. Yeah. Yeah. We, it's, we're conditioned to just be used to it. And so it's not as dramatic as like when Columbine happened, right? When Columbine happened, the fucking world stopped. And uh, it's not desensitized. It, we're, that's, we're so, that's what it was. I we're was so close, desensitized but... to it now because we've seen it, you know, in, in the last five years, like like thirty or forty times, or like some absolutely insane number, just in America. Uh, but mm. that's a whole other conversation. But the uh, and so it's like that, you know, if you live forever, yeah. you become desensitized to everything that you've experienced because you've experienced it a million times. Conditioned to the world around you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Conditioned would be something a conspiracy person would say. Because it's the other side of the same coin of like, you know, drug use and, you know, or substance abuse in general. Like, you know, you just build up a tolerance because you get used to it. Mm-hmm. It's like anything, you know, the, the getting good at playing basketball. You do it all the time. That's practice. So you're gaining knowledge and, rep- and repetition and, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's just, you know, how the world works. Remember yeah. earlier when I was like, I've got two questions for you. Mm-hmm. Number one was the Palantir one from mm-hmm. Realsies. Okay. And then number two. What race would you want to be in this mythos if you were thrust into it? Well, I've always thought the elves. I would rather, I would prefer to be an elf. Okay. Because yeah, I would want to experience all of it. I mean, assuming that nice. I don't die in battle or something like that, I would want to have been around for the whole thing nice. and then ultimately go back to Valinor and, you know, live forever in, you know, the peace and rest of the Undying Lands. Dude, that's a good answer. That's dope. But if I had to be something mortal, no, I feel like it would 
I mean, you I guess like the, Uruk the easy wanted. and obvious answer is to be a hobbit, right? Because they don't do anything. They just like hang out and oh, eat. And yeah, dude, get that's high my answer. You answered it be... for me. That's me. That's literally what I was going to say. A hobbit, because it seems like the most chill, even if like hobbit seems even... like yeah, for like like day to day, seems like the coolest life. Well, the gardener got the girl at the end of the movie. You know, it's like it all works out for everyone, and right, in yeah. the Shire. Yeah, <laughs> you don't even you don't even like have to be a rich. Would be cool though, but. Man, I don't know. It would, a dwarf would be super cool. That would be my option number two. If I go in, like through phases of really appreciating the different races. Of you think we should learn dwarven? I mean, that would be neat. It'd be probably it would be, well. So it'd be to truly learn. It would be really difficult because there are a lot of dwarfish should... that they don't teach anybody. Oh, uh, so there's a, a pretty wide swath of that language that is Lost. inherently unknown. Even what in a, Tolkien's lexicon. What a dork! <laughs> he was just like, I am done writing languages. I know I was into it in the beginning, but I can't figure this one out. I'll just say it was lost at the time. <laughs> the doors just kept it secret, never told anybody. Yeah, that's 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 the kind of stuff you only say inside in dwarf homes. You know, you don't say mm-hmm. that shit around normal normies. <laughs> They're not ready for it. Yeah, dude, dwarven would be cool. We should do. We should learn one of the races, um, like languages, and mm-hmm. then like do our intro on it next week with, the, with, <laughs> with, with with Ken Dog. Next note, I've got so many notes, bro. We're not even far in my notes. You want me to start ripping through them? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Is Mary hand of the king? No. Okay. It seemed like he was like getting- in. Like in likeness kind of to thinking, Game of Thrones, kind of because mm-hmm. like because the hand of the king has actual authority in Game of Thrones. Right, but he seemed like he was actually seeking real counsel with him, so he had authority. But, but like that was well, that's not authority. That's just you're right. That's the wrong word. It's um, more just esteem. Like Theoden influence. Has esteem he in did him. have influence. That was probably the word I wanted to say because he did have power. He wasn't a nobody or anything. But well, he doesn't seek he counsel didn't... with Mary. He just wants to talk with him. And anytime that he brings it up, and he's like, "Mary, talk with me," because I want to be distracted. <laughs> Oh, okay. He just wants to talk about the Shire and, you know, maybe tell stories about his, you know, forefathers. And they're just, you know, it, it's a, a a way for Theoden to kind of get away from what he's having to think about in that time. Because they are, you know, in full-on war times at that point. Okay. So, if Mary had ill intent, he could be like the spider and get all this secret intel. Because, I mean, he would definitely be slipping stuff that he didn't think was important that would matter to other people. But Mary's a good guy. Um and this is not Game of Thrones. Um, okay, so he so he really didn't. But he did he have some level of like respect among like the people because they saw him with the king. Like he he was obviously he was wearing royal garb. I don't probably think right. That anybody really gave him his due until after the um the you know after they slew the witch king. How many people did the hobbits kill? Not people, but like well, I guess people too. But like. Um, like orcs and stuff. Like a I don't bunch, know. Right? There's well, I guess. I mean, it's got to be a handful. They don't yeah. ever describe, you know, how many orcs get slain, like in Moria. Whenever the fellowship goes through that, they just, you know, there's just a battle scene. Um, they don't, you know, count them off. The only people that count anything off are Legolas and Gimli whenever they're in the the fights, because that's just a running joke that yeah. they're competing with each yeah. other. Uh, but they but they weren't even doing that like in Moria or at Almonhin or anything like that. They didn't start that until. I love uh, that Legolas brings it up too. Deep. He's like, he slayed fifty orcs back there. Like, <laughs> he's not a bad guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, the, I think that was in the first book. But I don't think that any of the people of Rohan are really like 
I mean, they probably like respect Mary and that he's a person and that the king has taken him on as like, uh, what do they call him? Um, there's a, a word for it, but I can't remember it right now. Uh, but they don't actually think anything really of him because he's he looks like a child to them. What's he going to do? He can't even ride a horse on his own. He doesn't look like... I mean, they're the, the height of a, a human child. You know, they don't usually get over like four foot or something like that. But... But, do they look, but they also, but they don't just look like miniature humans. It's not like in the movies where they had to have humans play them. Like they have like a different kind of general body structure, but uh, like portlier like and like yeah, and there's just like different proportions because they're yeah. not humans, and they're not like half humans. They're just a different race of people, right? Or species of people, I guess would be the more you know proper biological way to say that. But how cool do you think Mary and Pippin looked when they came back and they were like? Well, everybody We're comments on it all the time. Feet. Yeah, <laughs> um, aren't they? How tall did they get by the end? I think they end. I, I kind of remember. We Probably could, like five foot, right? Like possibly, like massive, yeah. or you know, close. You know, like four ten or something like that. But I mean, considerably awesome, taller dude. than pretty much everybody else. And yeah, I don't think that any of and and Theoda doesn't really take Mary seriously either. Okay, like he doesn't doubt that Mary is you know brave and valiant, but there's a reason that he doesn't let Mary go with him to battle and that Mary has to sneak into the fight. You don't think he is kind of like, there's something about this guy. You know what I mean? Like something, like he notices something kind of like how everyone else seems to, I feel like about the hobbits eventually. I mean, maybe, maybe it's just the fact that they're so different and nobody's ever seen them. Of course, they're going to look at them a little differently. And if like they're showing up with an elf and a dwarf and a Dunedain and a wizard, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they're going to get some, some, some rep. And then they've also been hearing about, uh, you know, they they certainly recognize that, you know, there might be something special about these people, but at the same time, you know, we're thinking from the perspective of, everybody in these stories is weird and potentially magical to us because they don't exist and we live in the real world. Hmm. They exist in the world where they know that wizards exist <laughs> and they know there are dragons and there are, you know, ring race and the dark Lord Sauron who doesn't even have a physical body, but can still fuck up the entire planet without leaving his fucking tower. And so like the idea of magic and, uh, and things that you don't know and understand is not a foreign concept to these people. Voldemort should have just done one Horcrux. He would have been, Sauron, single Horcrux. Yeah, split his soul in two. <laughs> I suppose so. Throw the ring in the fiery pits of Mount Doom. And that's it. Done. A lot easier. Shorter book. Yeah, not as fun. <laughs> okay. Next note. Okay, this is when my notes. When I was getting nervous about my facts to see, like, okay, but I remember. So I wrote down the least descriptive things, so, just like an elf. <laughs> I tell you, the least I could. Uh, Pippin is released of service. I believe because Theoden dies. Wait, so Pippin or Mary? I wrote Pippin. Pippin, but Mary is with Theoden, Th- Rohan, Theoden, and Rohan. And I was Denethor and Gondor, and he dies. Denethor dies. Denethor, yes. yes. And mm-hmm. and and you just said Pippin. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and is this when he gets relieved of service because Denethor died? Thinador. 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 <laughs> I was like, um, did I get it wrong? Denethor does tell Pippin, yeah, go do whatever you want. I don't care anymore. Oh, yes. Okay. Because I'm going to go kill myself and my son. And he's like, but I want to be there for you. Yeah. Pippin doesn't want to be released because he sort of believes in his word. He's a man, that. dude. Yeah. 
And uh, so I mean, they both get released from service at a point because the people that they swore to one don't really think, I mean, they not, they don't think much of them, but they don't think that there's really all that much use that they have to them. Yeah. Uh, because they're, you know, in a battle of men, uh, not a battle of halflings. And also those fools, uh, like Denethor is literally about to kill himself. So he's like, I mean, yeah, obviously you're not in my <laughs> service anymore because I'm about to kill myself. <laughs> I don't even care anymore. Just go. <laughs> and Theoden says, I release you from service, but not from friendship. And if I survive Aww. this battle, then I hope you will come back at any time. You'll be welcome and we can, you know, continue to be friends and blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's sweet. So that's nice. So he's pretty dope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why is he? Why does he come off so evil in the movies? In my memory, Denethor. Yeah. Doesn't he come yeah. off like super bad? Well, yeah, because he's like the bad guy. Is he? But he's not so like cool. the bad guy. But he is like a bad guy. That was what was so yeah. hard for me to wrap my brain around just now, honestly, because I didn't really think about it until now. Why I was having an issue with it when I was listening to the book, but like, it never made sense when I watched the movie why like Pippin would. Swear to him. Well, Pippin does it because he feels like he owes it to Denethor and Gondor as a whole because Boromir died saving his life. Uh, it, whether he was a good or bad guy, he was. Mm-hmm. He owed. Okay, okay. And that they didn't. Sense. And he didn't have any frame of reference for Denethor at this point. Gotcha. He didn't understand that Denethor had been corrupted by Sauron through the Palantir, and you know was. It, it, but even like so at his worst, hmm? so he was a bad guy. Denethor? I mean, yeah, in that he was sort of. He's not like a bad guy. He's not like a bad guy, bad guy. It's an anime bad He's guy. He's just making the wrong decisions. And even before all of this happens, as far as like the lore goes, like he never trusts Gandalf. Mm. Uh, even before like any of these hobbits are even born. Because mm-hmm. Gandalf's been around for forever, obviously. And Denethor has been the steward of Gondor for a long time at this point. So he's had dealings with Gandalf before, and he never trusted Gandalf. He always felt like Gandalf was sort of trying to supplant him in some way. And so, and and because he gets corrupted by Sauron through the Palantir, um, he doesn't get corrupted in that Sauron suddenly gets control of him, but he gets corrupted in that Sauron knows how to play him. Mm. And so Sauron is kind of knows that he's you know so prideful that he can sort of implant this idea into Denethor that the the climax of this battle between good and evil is going to be between the Sauron and the leader of the White Tower, which at that which is Denethor. You know, he's the leader of Gondor until mm. the king returns or he dies and one of his sons takes it. So he sort of like plants this idea in Denethor's mind, like, it's you and me, bud. Like this it can only happen this way. So Denethor sort of shuns all help unless that help is willing to submit to him. It's like, okay, you're either okay. gonna help me by being mine, mm-hmm. not my ally, is basically, you know, his mindset. Mm-hmm. And he feels like Gandalf is, you know, trying to supplant. So he doesn't want to listen to what Gandalf has to say. He doesn't want to go with Gandalf's plans. He has his own. He plans. just wishes he was not even around because it'd right. be easier. So he's a bad he guy. Can't, he can't get rid of he's Gandalf. He's not constructive with his allies. He's not making the right decisions because he's he's thinking, you know, like it's all on me, and I can't trust anybody else. And so he's, you know, making the wrong decisions because of that. And then oh, ultimately, he despairs. Yeah. Uh, whenever. Faramir, you know, gets so wounded that he appears to near be dead or whatever. And so Denethor despairs and says, well, if this is how it is, then fuck it, I'm done. Because it sort of brings him back a little bit. He realizes that he had treated Faramir incorrectly for a really long time. And this is what has gotten him is that his line has ended because he was making the wrong decisions. And so he just, you know, 
goes like total mm. nihilist and like well you know if, if i couldn't get it right then that means nobody can get it right is denethor still right mm-hmm. okay yeah. okay good and so then but he but he uh i guess he had dealings with uh theogen a lot no no sorry uh Faramir? no who did you just say that he was talking to well, he was, he was thinking about Faramir because oh. Faramir got oh. injured to the point where Denethor interpreted him as being dead or being unable to be saved. He didn't think that he was dead, but he thought that his wounds were so grievous that he could not be healed. Okay, we can stop the podcast if this makes you mad, this question, but what is Faramir's relation to Denethor? I get that it's he's... It's his son. Oh. Faramir and Boromir are Denethor's son. Z- sons. Steward of Gondor. Mm-hmm. Who's the other king I've been saying this whole time? King Theoden. Is Theoden. the king of Rohan. Theoden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, I was. Pippin pledges I swear to, to Denethor God, and Gondor. Mary pledges to Theoden and Rohan. I swear to G, this whole time I thought that Theoden. Wait, which one is the steward of Gondor? Denethor. I thought Theoden was Faramir and Boromir's dad. Oh. <clears throat> got it wrong. Okay. Man, I. Got to give me a, a, at least a B for trying so hard because I was mem- <laughs> I was I swear to dude it's I was a lot memorizing of names and there's all these kingdoms and all these things I mean and, it's a lot and when I was like sure I had it I was like just remember that <laughs> and then no wonder some stuff doesn't make a whole lot of sense okay it's right. but Theoden is relatively antagonistic in the movies as well and and I did also earlier as we were saying I did fuse those two kings into like one person mm-hmm. quite a few times. Because Theoden is the king of Gondor, where... Theoden is the king of Rohan. <laughs> and I was just about to say steward of Gondor, because I know that that is the right way it sounds, mm-hmm. because... Because uh, there's no king in Gondor until Aragorn comes back. Yeah, because Aragorn is mm-hmm. heir to the throne of Gondor. Yeah. I know that. Man. And I, and I knew I should have started with that one, because I would have gotten it right, and I would have said the other guy. Let me try it again. Theoden, Rohan. Yeah. Uh, mm, Denethor? Mm-hmm. Gondor. Yeah. Dude, I go. am so <laughs> getting it, dude. Finally. Took three books, six podcasts uh, since 2001. I'm glad we were all here for the ride. Thanks, guys. <laughs> 20 years in the making. All right, here's my next note. Sorry, I'll blast through these. I know we've been going probably a little longer than normal. Um, That's all right. I mean, like we said at the top, this is the uh, the climax of the series. Yeah, I know. And we've been doing lots of good Lord of the Rings talk, in my opinion. And there's stuff that I can cut as well to bring down to size. Don't cut anything. <laughs> don't you dare take it away from the I don't know fans. about all that vampire stuff. <laughs> what? Now they're not going to get what we're talking about right now with the vampire stuff. I'm just going to bring up vampires a lot. But so now it's can't. funny because we're talking about it and they won't know. So now I have to cut it, right? No. Because now it's funny. And then it'll be on our It's pa- funny to me. Patreon, <laughs> Patreon.com. I only slash- care if it's funny to me. That's all my comedy ever has been is if I think it's funny... That's all that matters. Well, we'll save that clip and you can see it on patreon.com slash dog years and times. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> It'll be, be worth it, I promise. Yeah. For it's our, not, I for promise our, it's not actually worth it. Penny tier. Penny tier. I don't know if you can charge that little. Anyway. Yeah, shoot. they're like, it takes more bandwidth then. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, here's just a fun little note I wrote in there that I think should have been addressed more in the movies and correct me if I'm wrong because I don't think it was very obvious at least. Mm. But Theoden... I hope this is right because I just now got them right in my head. <laughs> uh, had a pact with the wild men, and it was super Achilles, is what I wrote. Yeah, they yeah uh, the 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 hillmen or the the woodmen. I can't remember what they call them, but they. I think they said wild the, men at one point, and I was like, oh, well, there's they call a lot of people wild men. 
Oh, who are they talking about then? I guess. Uh, same thing. We're talking what about happens the same in Return things. of the King okay. as they're leaving yeah, yeah. Dunharrow uh-huh. to you know go to Gondor. Yeah, um, they're, they're they're talking with these people of the wood in this specific wooded area. Mm. I can't remember. I think that they call them the Woodmen. Or I can't remember exactly. Those are the Antwives. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they make a deal because. Like, like the the woodmen never really bothered anybody. They just wanted to stay in their woods, and then the the you know men of Rohan just kind of like, yeah, we don't need to go in there anyway. So whatever. Yeah. And now, that uh, but then now help. that they've like come across, and the women are like, we don't like orcs way more than we don't want to be bothered by you. It's not that we don't <laughs> like we we just don't care about you. Yeah. But we really hate orcs and want an excuse to fight them, so we can like we'll we'll fight them if they come in, and if and we'll also show you a way through the woods so that you can get around this. Because there's like a, a a bit of orcs that are hanging out in the open that they would have to have fight fought to get to Gondor, but then the woodmen are like, "But we'll show you a secret way that you can get around them and not have to fight them, and therefore nice. reach Gondor with your full strength." <clears throat> um, yeah, that that doesn't get touched that on uh, in the movie at all, and 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 I'm pretty sure it's just under the because we don't see really the travel of the Rohirrim to Gondor. Because it's way more dramatic for them to just show up at the moment that they show up. Yeah. Like we know that they leave Rohan. We know that they're on their way, but we don't like hang out on the road with them or anything like we do in the and book. And we don't know how they did it either. And we get that. Dude, I'm glad you had a lot to say about that note because <clears throat> I just was like, that was a cool thing. And then you were like, it's super cool. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was super cool. Oh, and here's what I was trying to remember. The Basically, like the only... like It also provides foreshadowing for... Aragorn and the army of the dead. Well, he doesn't show up with the army of the dead, but it, it foreshadows Aragorn showing up when he does show up. Oh, because, because the men of the, the wood recognize that the wind is changing. The leader is like, the wind is changing or something mm. like that. And then that's the moment that a lot of things happen. But what, you know, anyways. I feel like I haven't made it far in my notes at all. Uh, <laughs> it, Gimli. Oh, no, this is this is when they're retelling everything. Cause he, cause, uh, and this is when I realized that I was wrong because Legolas was not afraid. Because uh, he, he was the only one that could even talk about it. And and Gimli was like, uh, not for any friendship would I go down the path of the dead. Like, mm-hmm. now he's If saying, he knew what it was going to be, yeah, he says, so if I had known what saying, I would have found there, I would not do that. From this point yeah. forward, I'm never going down right, there. Yeah. I had I saved a part in the in the audiobook. Like I screenshotted a, a clip in the audio mm-hmm. uh to start that I was gonna play, but I don't I don't wanna bore you guys. It was just it was such a like a dorky answer. It was like everyone was meeting up at the end and they were like, Well let's smoke some out of our pipe and uh and then he's like, Oh, I don't think I'll ever smoke again because of Denethor. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> it's Mary that says I don't think I'll ever smoke again because yeah, I was Theoden. planning on smoking with Theoden and talking with him and teaching him about you know pipe weed and all mm. that and then Aragorn is like no you should do it in memory of him yeah uh, and then and, blah, blah, blah. and then I don't remember why Aragorn started talking to them but he's like you think I traveled all this long, long way? And he goes on and on and on, dude. I swear it's like two minutes just to say like, and I don't have any pipe weed for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bed. I was like, shut up, dude. Go away. <laughs> like, well, he's, he's just like rubbing it in. <laughs> I don't know why he said it. Just It felt like it was so much. I'll play for you Well, after. he then does say why he says it that way. Why? Because Mary is sort of like, ah, I was, you know, being a little weird like mary's like i'm sorry that i said it that way that's just the way that my people talk because we have a hard time uh you know 
saying like negative and depressing things, we would rather avoid the problem and make light of it. Mary, you saying that? Yeah. Okay, I remember. He's apologizing because yeah, yeah. Mary says something, and then that sets Aragorn off on saying that, like, of course I don't have pipe weed for you. What's wrong with you? You know. Uh, and then Mary says, "No, I'm sorry that, that I made light of that of our conversation. Uh, I, you know, that's just the way that we talk because we don't really like being heavy." And then Aragorn <laughs> says. You don't think that I know that, and that's why I said it because Aragorn was also joking in doing oh, that. So, okay, that's why it still felt as a joke amongst friends. They're joking Man. with each other, but I got so really nervous in your retelling. I was like, <laughs> "Is Aragorn mad at my my one of my cool Hobbit friends?" Pippin's twenty nine. Uh, he yeah, that. he's like twenty nine or thirty or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah he because and they're only on this adventure for two years, not even a year. When they get home, it's like two years, right? When they well, when by the time that they get back to. Give me that, Will. Just Hobbiton, say that it's, it's not two years at that point. It comes close, I think, but it's not it's So not that's probably why they're just like, years. Mm, two years. But the, yeah, the, as far as like the ordeal of the ring is yeah. not, is, you know, barely, it's not even a year. It gets pretty close. All right. It's like in 10 months or something. I don't know. The math yeah. is there somewhere. I just don't know it. Oh, uh, Frodo and Sam about their rations. Um, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow, oh, because it probably won't come. <laughs> yeah That's, sam keeps trying to be like we're gonna make it back and Frodo's like dude we're about to go step into a volcano what's wrong with you to be fair though like that is like the survivor mentality like if you're, when they say like ration your water they they say really you shouldn't even try to do that if you're in a extreme heat situation unless you're like a trained survivalist well, because you don't bottles, know what the rationing yeah, is like you they don't, don't know, know how to ration properly yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so they're saying when you're thirsty drink plan to get out and once i saw him do that all the time i was like hell yeah that's genius so that's why i felt the need to say all of it okay deep in his heart and innocence and empathy arose and said oh already we already talked about this a little bit how uh how because sam was wearing the ring he kind of understood Gollum a little more yeah he's finally <laughs> able to empathize yeah so he uh oh i wrote in parentheses i said he understood Gollum's true name <laughs> and uh Oh, and then when the ring stuff happens, like, it happened way faster than I was expecting. Yeah. And uh, Frodo's just like, later, fools, <laughs> puts on the ring. Freaking Gollum senses it, like, this is his last chance, and he fr- flies at him, and he starts biting at him and, like, uh, clawing at him and trying to kill him. And uh, and then I'm pretty sure we're in Sam's perspective, so I think all that we see is, like, a flash of silver teeth, I remember, kind of specifically. And then mm-hmm. red, and then Frodo comes back. And then Gollum went. He's he was one. He's alive. He's done it. He's got his precious. And then he takes a step backward. He takes a step some direction and yeah, falls. just too far and falls into the, the fire. Yeah, <laughs> I swear I remember it from like everything else. He like bites him and gets flung into the thing. Not he just falls. I was like that is so funny. I thought like, that was in the movie too. I just yeah. I guess I just I'm always asleep. At that point, <laughs> I was fall asleep. Um, anyway, I was just—I I literally wrote down some dorky notes about how, like, oh my god, that's epic! He's badass. How this happened? And I, I think that's when I texted you this morning, like, "This is crazy." Thank you for giving me another day. So, how we were just talking about earlier, like the 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 reaping of like the, the not the reaping, but the what was it? Revelations, like how the world was like oh, on fire. Mm-hmm. And basically, when they go out after destroying the ring, it kind of feels like that. It's like the whole world is crumbling around them. I feel like it's all for positive, like it's getting rid of like the evil. That, right, yeah. You know, but it just, it feels so dangerous and scary. Well, they're in a, you know, an erupting volcano. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, they just threw a bunch of, like a nuclear bomb in there probably. All right. 
Oh, and I thought it was pretty epic how they were just like, they had ultimate forgiveness at the end for Gollum. They forgave him. And uh, and they even were like, remember when Gandalf said that he may still have a part to play in all this? And then it's like, yes. <laughs> I do remember him saying that. And then, right. And well, obviously that's how he had a part to play. And uh, the physical embodiment of what Frodo was battling. Mm-hmm. You think that's what it was? Well, I mean. Intentionally? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. definitely an element of it. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm at the lower half of my notes. Aragorn and Gandalf. Oh, I wrote, aw, Eowyn and uh, Faramir. Because they, they get married, right? Yeah. It's uh, that is a, it's a weird it's relationship. It's super weird because he's like, you're sad. I'm into that. <laughs> it's like, quit saying she's so sad. I get it. But like chill bro well that's like one of her defining characteristics for the entire time that we know her until she accepts that she's not going to be with aragorn god Uh, because aragorn sees her that way pretty much everybody sees her that way i mean it's like it's a defining characteristic of her is that she you know is resentful of the world because she wants to be like you know a warrior that wins renown but she can't be uh, because of gender norms and 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 so she's like and and then also Theoden dies, uh, who was like her father figure, mm-hmm. and she you know she was unable to protect him. So then she was like, well, so then I would rather just go off to battle again and die in battle. There's nothing left for me, and the man that I want doesn't want me. So she's just you know being like dramatic sixteen. Woe is me. And and so it's like a defining characteristic is that she's just like super sad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. But then she finds peace because you know Faramir helps her find peace and helps her like recognize. That it's not all about like Aragorn and things like that because she's yeah, also chill. I don't know how young she is. Um, even whenever I was reading like some of the um, she's like younger the than appendices. Pippin. She's uh, it, it doesn't give dates for um, her or Aomer's age, but I think that she's like relatively young. Like yeah. she might be in her twenties or something like that. That's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, so she's you know a young person that's in love, and you know we all know what that's like. Yeah. And I mean, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a defining characteristic is that she's sad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it's just seems kind of weird to keep bringing it up, but it's like you're sad. He didn't say that, but I was just, I do remember there was a lot of times when I was like, okay, I get it. She's sad, but God. And, um, that was a super weird relationship though. You're right. We could go into it that just for happens a long fast, time. Well, also, also it seems like they're both. It's less than like, a chapter. They're almost like. They're in love because they're both so, like, misguided with their love, it feels like. It's so, like, odd to me. I don't know. Well, it's it like... Does, and it's not even misguided them loving each other, but it's just, like, it's like he's she's settling. Well, in <laughs> like, the way that a lot of relationships happen in fantasy settings is that there's a lot of love at first sight kind of shit. And, like, that's what happens with Aragorn and Arwen. Or at least that's what happens on, on Aragorn's side. I don't think that Arwen really sees him until... They meet again when he's like in his like late thirties or something, and they're in uh, Lothlorien. Uh, but the uh, but like at least for Aragorn, he loves Arwen at first sight, and that happens a lot in fantasy settings. Uh, Aragorn loves uh, Arya like immediately for whatever reason, just because she's like mega hot. Renesmee and Jacob, yeah, the imprint, yeah, the baby, <laughs> yeah, that weird shit. Uh, but it, like it. fantasy stuff, like is, there's a lot of that because it's romantic, right? And it's also easy, yeah. And you can have that happen immediately and not take up an entire book trying to. De- if you've got other things going on, it's not just a love story that you're writing. And so, like, it has to be quick, and it happens in less than a chapter in this. <laughs> but 
Faramir sort of loves her almost at first sight and then finds some justification for it. And, and yeah, Eowyn even... sort of like at least, you know, maybe not falls in love with him at first sight, but recognizes that this this here is also a great man worthy yeah. of admiration. And, you know, and, it you know, ultimately they're able to, you know, build actual feelings off of that. But because it's a story and a fantasy story and these are not main characters, they're minor characters, it happens very quickly. Yeah. He's like Aragorn light, you know, like we yeah, were talking about right. it earlier and we were like, was Faramir Dune and Dine? And you were like, well, it wasn't specifically said, but no, but kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, like they all stem from the same. It's first literally men. like in his blood. Yeah. Excuse me. But that'd be like saying I'm a Cherokee or whatever. Like if I have some... <laughs> right, I'm one eighth Cherokee, one sixteenth Cherokee. Yeah, like, you know, so many people say that sort of stuff. Yeah, but do you actually care? <laughs> do you care beyond being able to say that? And and then here's the, the Gandalf note about his, his age was the third age. On the way back to the Shire, they run into trouble, which I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so was, uh, it made me happy. I was like, it's not over. Right, yeah, because the scouring uh, of the Shire does not happen in the movies at all. Yeah, and then... It's kind of a better ending because it sort of underlies this idea that you can't really go home. That's a good yeah. point. And it also shows how much they've for grown. For everything that they've gone through and everything that the world has gone through, yeah. for them to just go back to the Shire like nothing happened would be yeah. kind of shitty. And, you know? and it shows how much they've grown. They're leaders. They're like... They're and capable they, and able yeah. to do things. Yeah, they're able to put it in yeah. practice in their life, which, you know, from a perspective standpoint... Dude. is a nice way to be able to see it because when they're you know fighting the wars of men mm -hmm. they do feel relatively useless like pippin gets knocked out immediately at the black gate and uh sam throws himself against a door and gets knocked oh, out like yeah. they're just like you know from from fight to fight whenever they're dealing with the big fights mm -hmm. they're all relatively useless except like the, the one who has like the most use is mary because he stabs the witch king in the back of the knee and that gives aon a chance to stab him in the face and end him nice but but even that is like he does one thing and then I, th I think he like gets knocked out. Like they always get knocked out because they're small and the, the their, you know, their strength is not that of anybody else around them. And so this is a way for them to be able to do something mm -hmm. from their perspective on their scale. Yeah. You know, and, and so it's kind of nice. And then farmer, uh, farmer, not maggot. He wasn't there. there was the, we don't yet see maggot because he lives was, like outside of the, the yeah. And they're in Bywater and it's the uh, cotton. Yeah, which is Rosie's I was like, it's something close. Yes, yeah. I was like, it's something close to maggot, though. Cotton's kind of close. I mean, not the same thing. Shape of word, <laughs> like earlier. Um, and that they're naturally occurring things. And, they're uh, living organisms. Exactly. I thought it was. It was just. It was cool that like her dad was like, oh, I was just waiting for somebody to get here. I couldn't do anything, and then they showed up, and it's like, hell yeah, we got it together. Let's do this, and then they like take the shire back. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So. Oh, and then uh, I was I was kind of amazed at the end because Wormtongue kind of like pulls uh, Darth Vader and like brings balance to the Force. He like doesn't he like kill Saruman? Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. It's like holy crap! This is like all the movies that we talk about through the like the generations and generations. Right, yeah. They just took some key elements of other things that was just like damn this is good yeah and like I was literally just like holy like that is awesome like Wormtongue even gets a little bit of redemption. And it's not even for the redemption of like yeah. him being just. It's like him getting like revenge on getting mistreated. So that's kind of like right, hell yeah. yeah, I can yeah. respect that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, did I didn't misinterpret that right? No. Okay. I mean, he yeah he you know gets back on Saruman who's been you know 
who like in the grand scheme of things ruined his life but then in the last you know three or four months however long it's been since he's been deposed uh has like you know really mistreated him right well got him he killed him right like yeah he he cuts his throat and And then uh, saruman like vampire dies he like shrivels up and turns into dust or something like that it's pretty nuts. And he turns into Saruman the double white. Because <laughs> wizards don't die. He's Saruman the black. <laughs> like, <laughs> just start over. Oh, no, he's a black belt now. That's better. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's the ascends. top level. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, that's uh, That's all my notes. That was everything. Oh, okay, nice. <sighs> yeah, so I. do you think I gave it a better shot this time? <laughs> I was way more into <laughs> you it. You certainly had more to say. Yeah. Um. The uh, I only have like three notes, and they're not even notes. They're jokes. Is that bit where Aomer and Gimli uh, finish up their discussion about whether Galadriel is the fairest lady ever or whatever. And Aomer's like, no, I like Arwen better. And uh, it's just everybody has always fought over who's best girl. It's always happened. Yeah. Ever since Lord of the Rings. Maybe even before that, maybe Tolkien stole that idea from somewhere else. It's not just anime nerds that fight over best girl. Yeah. Treebeard says never is too long a word even for me which is something that i super relate to <laughs> i love the freaking ants dude they're, they're so they're cool the that's why i was so obsessed and i had to keep talking about them sorry if that bores anybody but like <laughs> i'm like anytime i was talking about them I'm like will cares about these guys too and he knows cool. all about them yeah oh, they're yeah. so cool some i can't even remember i think it's uh sam's dad and gaffer i should have written down who it was but somebody says in a month of mondays and that's the best fucking that's saying. Awesome. I'm going to say it all the time now. Yeah, dude, that's great. That was the money. That would be what 31 months. I don't have anything else to say. I said everything. Yeah. Yeah. LOTR guy out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are getting more Lord of the Rings next week. Yeah, we're um, going to do a movie episode just to because really what it is is that we just need more time to uh, spread out before a book comes out because we want to read uh, Joan Ho's uh, next book as it comes out and it comes out at the beginning of May and yeah, so we, we need do. to time it out a little bit better and so we're just going to have a movie episode. Yeah, we uh, we might not do my uh, favorite series immediately after because it, it, I think it'll take probably more than it's going to take to get to yeah. Joan Ho's book but that's, I, mean, I don't care. Yeah. We could read we can just literally yeah, anything. Yeah, we've got, we've got series after series isn't always maybe the best idea either yeah especially you know, if people aren't necessarily up. into it so yeah i'm totally cool with that and uh yeah we're gonna do a movie episode and then we might read another book for the two remaining weeks that we'll need yeah and then we should be able to start joan ho's book Anyways. it'll be good oh yeah we had another one that i downloaded we'll talk about it after but uh yeah, guys, so we got a lot of books on the, on the deck. And, so just watch uh, the movies if you haven't watched them. Yes. Watch them again if you have watched that's them. That's the homework. I've watched the movies three times in the last, like, eight months now. Yes. Or I will have whenever I go see Return of the King on Sunday. Yeah. Nice. They're not extended, right, in those theaters? No, it's the theatrical cuts. Nice. Which they need to be because Jesus Oh, Christ. yeah. And then they have the Q&A afterwards, which is, like, you know, 30 to 40 minutes each. Nice. So. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, so movies. Yeah, that's the homework for the week. Uh, watch the movies. Think about Lord of the Rings, and uh, talk about the movies. Yeah, we'll have Kenneth on next week, and uh, that's the plan. Uh, yeah, the plan is to have <laughs> LOTR guy six three nine. What was it? Six one nine. Six one nine. That's so close. Uh, but to have the OG LOTR guy on 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 deck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ran out of words. I've said everything. But, said uh, everything. Uh, you guys know how to find us. Uh, as always, Anchor dot FM slash ears dash stamps, and uh, that has links to all of our social medias. Uh, and you can see us be 
you can see Will be a good guy and help me change my tire. So <laughs> you can't see me in the photo. I took the photo. Well, you know, I just he's took there. a picture of you putting on a tire. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, and presumably then, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, and you can support us directly at Anchor and uh, tell your friends we have uh, some ads out. Tell your friends. If you guys see, see That's the, the biggest ads. thing. Tell your friends. Um, and uh, yeah, we're trying to grow. So tell tell people. all your friends. Yeah, that'd mean a lot. So taking back some. I think I've already made that joke. Never mind. What's a different tell your friends joke that I can make? I don't know. Just fucking tell them. Just tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Will Hedrick. I'm Jordan Shepard. This is Doggers and Timestamps.